from his studios in New York. It's time for Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life. Here's your host, Dan Tortora. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. Proud to be here with you every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. And you are also watching on Facebook Live on Facebook.com backslash LiveNowDT. All of that is inside of the Charney's Menswear and Tuxedo Studios, 3150 Erie Boulevard East in Syracuse, New York. And we are proud to be inside of those studios. I thank Charney's for all that they do. Alan said, good morning. Good morning to you, sir. And I hope you're all doing well this morning. For the first time ever, I'm very proud to have my next guest coming on to the show, and that is the Utica College Pioneers men's ice hockey head coach, and that is Gary Heenan. Gary's joining us from Utica today, and it's sunny in Utica, which is great to hear. It's sunny in Syracuse. We've been uh, spoiled a little bit by the big guy upstairs, and hopefully that'll continue. So with that being said, let's bring Gary into the broadcast. Something really, really awesome happened with uh, with Utica for, for D3 hockey, and I'm excited to talk about that and so much more. So let's bring Gary in. Gary, how you doing today? Thank you, morning. And, and Gary, for you, uh, I mean, first and foremost, we were talking about it a little bit off the air. Uh, the weather's been unseasonably nice in, in all of upstate New York. So how are you enjoying Utica right now? Yeah, it's, it's been great. You know, given the circumstances, uh, the family and I have kind of taken on hiking. So uh, up Old Forge and then those three peaks. And I'm an avid golfer, fishing guy. So uh, taking advantage of the weather in those two categories as well. So uh, it, it has been a really good spring you know i feel like it's a prerequisite to be a hockey coach that you have to be from canada originally so i mean you and i were talking off the air about it we can obviously hear the accent uh share with everybody where you're from because i'm excited to discuss it because it's a fantastic place but uh, share with everybody where you where you were born and raised yeah, I, I grew up in, in a town called Bramley, which is a, a suburb of Toronto, maybe about a half hour northwest of the city itself. So in and out of Toronto and the rinks all around there, you know, people joke there's more rinks than churches in the, the greater Toronto area. Uh, it was a great place to grow up. It, it's, it's a great place to go back and visit. I've been in Utica now. This will be our 20th year uh, with the program next year. Been here all 20, but uh, you know, Utica's now home, but love going back. You know, and and I want to get to uh, to talking about those twenty years, or will this be in the twentieth year in just a second? But uh, Toronto, for you, I mean, did you, have you been, and are you still Maple Leafs through and through? Yeah, Leaf Nation is. Uh, <laughs> there's there's, uh, there's flags in our house. You know, you try and get I got a man outside trying to get him to like the Leafs, and that's hard to do when they when they're not winning Stanley Cups. So he's a big Caps fan, but uh, uh, you know, nineteen sixty seven is is my parents actually uh, immigrated to Canada in nineteen sixty seven from Scotland off the boat, and and uh, that's the year the last time the Leafs won the cup. And so we've been waiting a long, long time to celebrate that. I was talking about the Raptors, and uh, so hopefully one day that will come soon with uh, Austin Matthews leading the charge. Yeah, you know, I'm hoping great things for the Maple Leafs. I remember when Toronto started, 
at well, Toronto and had their arena and you know I, like there was all that shared arena space you know it was the Sky Dome with the Blue Jays and the Raptors and where are they going to go and then you know the Maple Leafs sharing with the Raptors and whatnot and so I mean it's all one big happy family I would imagine to to say up there and, and all in close proximity and I, I mean, I love the city of Toronto, and I'm happy I got my championship. Just remember, when you get yours, start writing start writing down all the names now, because there's people... It's kind of like going to a wedding and having to write thank yous. I'm still waiting for those apology letters and the roses on my doorstep, so make sure, Gary, that you're writing down now everybody that's given you grief for being a Maple Leafs fan, so that when this is done, you can go off onto social media or text people and say, this is my address, this is what I need from you, and make it happen. <laughs> that would be a great plan. Yeah, I'd love that. So, Gary here with us at Utica College, 20 years, I mean, two decades Bring me into let's let's go back to that first moment. How how did everything link up for you to head off to Utica and to lead this team and and you know really uh, be a part of, of history in Utica? I was, I was fortunate enough to get recruited down from that Toronto area by uh, a legendary coach at Hamilton College, Phil Grady, uh, a school that's about ten miles from here, and uh, played my four years at Hamilton College. Uh, got a great education there. And went overseas to play a couple of years of semi-pro, if you will, hockey, and came back. I coached at Brockport as an assistant. I went back to Hamilton as an assistant coach, and uh, and Utica did all the research through Hamilton to uh, to their numbers and how to start men's hockey and women's hockey. And so it was just a real lucky Johnny on the spot happened to be here and get to know their administrators. And uh, fortunately, was was offered that position to start the program from scratch. And that was you know, a couple of the, the most fun years I've had traveling uh, North America, trying to find our first 25 players, and, you know, designing uniforms and getting into a league and um, and establishing a fan base and, and rate deals and things like that. So it was, it's been a special, special run here. Um, seem to always do some every couple of years something that keeps our fans entertained, our players, our staff. Um, so it, it's been fun. And, Unfortunately, uh, we were having our best year to date last year when it got halted. But uh, looking forward to this coming year, we should have another strong team. And, you know, and, and like you said, I mean, you get to be a part of something that that not many people, not many coaches, can speak of, which is being the creator of a program. Like you said, you know, trying to find those first players, trying to design a logo and and come up with everything that you need and figure out what can you do for the fan base and what are the packages and what league are you going to join and whatnot uh, looking back on those moments for you uh, what what was the most difficult part of creating the program yeah i, I think there was, there was a couple you know one is, is without having anything established it's, it's really selling players uh the recruits on you i mean they got to buy into you and your vision and and so there was a lot of kitchen table talks with families uh getting them just a pure sales job you know when we didn't have a ring we didn't have a team we didn't have uniforms so uh it was all about just imagine imaginations and get creative and then coming through those promises and then the second challenge was was part of that vision which was we were fortunate enough to sign a ring deal in the in the auditorium here and uh it's long been a pro building forever and uh we just happened to get lucky that the, the last united hockey league team colonial hockey league team the mohawk valley prowlers went bankrupt that year so the building was completely ours um and we had to sell a pro fan base on division three college hockey 
Uh, and so that took a few years to get going. Um, but by our fourth year, we were over the 3,000 mark at night in attendance uh, after having some success on the ice and getting the media involved and, and having the whole area start to buy into us, which was, which was a really rewarding and a lot of fun. Uh, coming from, from Gary Heenan this morning, Utica College Pioneers men's hockey head coach, uh, 20th year being this season, and starting that program, like you said, you had to have people believe in you, believe in your vision. You know, it was kind of an, an, an invisible product that you were telling people to believe in. And uh, the funny story is when I started my company and uh, started broadcasting, you know, with uh, with Dancator Broadcast Media and, and decided to start this, it was the same thing. It was building something out of the out of thin air, like literally taking the air in front of you and molding it into something and trying to make it you know, eventually be something that people could pick up and look at and whatnot. So I can I can align with you in the fact that we, even though different jobs were doing very similar things, what did you like about that? What did it do to push you? Because I can, I mean, I'm, I'm hearing you talk and I'm sitting here going, yeah, you know, I mean, you had to sell, you had to sell a vision, you had to sell something that didn't exist, you had to sell a product that you couldn't hand somebody yet. So what was that like for you? Yeah, I mean, it was, it was really day-to-day rewarding. I mean, as the program started to win games and we established on it, we were winning off like, games as well, meaning you know, our attendance numbers were going up, our season ticket numbers were going up, our sponsorship, pure money development was going up, uh, media buying was going up, and, and even the rink itself, getting them to allow us to fly the blimp in between periods and, and get a car in between periods and try and give that away to someone. Um, you know, there's a lot of doors that we had to break open, um, and, and we did that. You know, we weren't shy at, at, at going after it, so to speak. So, we uh, just to reward the, the, the gratification day in and day out, just allowed you to have fun with it and, and, and kept the drive going. And, and for, I mean, what made you want to do that? I mean, you could have gone and, and, and found a program, you know, and, and continued something that had already been started, something that that had some weight to it at the time, something that had, you know, experience and history and whatnot. What what made you feel like, you know what? No, I wanna I wanna challenge myself and I wanna make something. I wanna literally build a house from the ground up instead of just buying a house. Why did you wanna do that? Yeah, I just think it was there. You know, I think it's 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 not as a winner and uh, you know, the sky's the limit type of thing and we had a blank canvas and we were lucky enough to make it make a twenty year lease agreement with Yacht, which was just—it's an unbelievable building. Um, and so, there's a lot of programs in the country that have a big building and just they don't fill it. And uh, you know, at our level, it, it's, it's similar to like single A baseball. Um, you wear a lot of hats, you know, you really do. And, and so, it's accepting those hats and, and, and bringing those hats with energy in every single one of those arenas within selling and advertising and marketing and, 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 and season ticket development and, and we just did that and I got a lot of good advice uh, I actually visited Jim Sorosi with the crunch way back when and we remain good friends today on, on how they do their stuff before our uh, American League team came here six years ago so it was uh, you know just just some just hey again it was just we can we can be the number one team in the country at this level if we go after it and Speaking here with Gary Heenan, the head coach of the Utica College Pioneers, and uh, 
for the men's hockey side of things. And, and in Utica, I mean, like you said, you just brought it up to have uh, to have a team there, uh, you know, a, 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 an, a, an AHL team and whatnot, and obviously everything that's happened with coronavirus and uh, affecting the league and whatnot. But to have yourselves and to have, you know, your AHL program there in Utica, what does that do for the people? What can you say about uh, how it is in Utica and how the fan base responds not only to you but also to the AHL and to having – you know, hockey really uh, represented in multiple ways and, and, you know, give an opportunity to, to your players to really, you know, uh, be around that program and potentially maybe even get looks from a program like that or find a way to, you know, get into uh, professional hockey in that respect. How do you kind of give and take from each other and what does it do for the community? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a great question. It's a loaded question. We were, it was about seven years ago that, uh, that ownership management group took me out to lunch and said, uh, we love everything you've done. We're going to bring you back to the team to do it also. And uh, it was, uh, it came across and threatened us. Um, and, and we didn't know what that would mean to our, our program. But we, we really thought it would it would buckle us. And, you know, that, that our fans would transfer over to a better hockey product on the ice. And, and the exact opposite has happened. Um Price points are so different. Uh, the style of hockey is so different, and uh, and, and the Utica area, long known for, for being a, a hockey fanatical area, uh, has proven that both products are, are going to be supported. Um, they're over, you know, they're, they're near capacity, uh, sell out their ticket base every year. So are we. We're fortunate enough that they put fifteen million dollars into the building to make it just a spectacular um, event. Uh, day in and day out and you're right um, last year was the first time they gave one of our players Craig Burmaster played all his youth junior hockey up in Syracuse uh, he played a game with, with the Utica Comets out of our organization so it, uh, there's a lot of cross learning uh, I'm, I'm constantly in front of the coaching staff uh, Trent Collins spent four or five years with the crunch up there before getting his head job here uh, the door's always open for me going there and learn from their staff and, um, it's been a great marriage. We're lucky to have them here, and, and we're lucky to have a fan base that supports both programs. And your fan base, uh, for the 14th straight year, led all of NCAA Division Three uh, men's hockey in attendance. What does that do, I mean, for, for you and, and just what that says about, I mean, you've talked about packing, you know, packing your home and, and having people, you know, there to support, and then when, you know, Utica came in with the with their AHL program. There was the question of, you know, how how are we going to do this? Are people going to keep coming to the games? And now for 14 straight years, this is your 20th year coming up, and for 14 of the years that you've been with Utica, we have seen NCAA Division Three number one in attendance. How do you get there, and what can you say about it? Yeah, I think again we were given some really good advice uh, to to integrate yourself in the community. You know. When I got the job, I, I kind of lived in an outside community, moved to the town, uh, join every organization you can, uh, you know, uh, gyms and churches. And, and I remember my wife and I joining a ballroom dancing group just to, just to really get yourself in the face out there and speak at every rotary club there is, etc. Um, so there's a lot of hard work put into it. And, and the business community can drive that with season ticket packages. So the school allowed me to, to put these packages together that were a lot of value driven. Um, get, uh, get them, their companies involved with giveaways and the uh, quality of life with their employees for entertainment. 
and uh, you know, successful for the fourth year of existence. We did win a regular season championship and hosted the tournament here, and, and from there, it kind of really did grab hold. And uh, you know, we've been on one hell of a run. Uh, we do sell three thousand season tickets a, a year within a, in a four thousand seat building, capped at that. So there's a built-in die-hard fan base here that uh, loves seeing us play. We, you know, again, our success on the ice. We, we host playoff games year in and year out. I think we've won a regular season five of the last seven years or something like that. Um, so it, it's been an exciting time. And, and the college is very much, you know, with great academic programs. And that campus is built so much to be a, a great, uh, a beautiful, small private school campus in, in, in the upstate area. Um, you know, the school success and, and their their development within academia coupled with the odd and, and our success we, we continue to attract you know some of the better student athletes in the country and, and around the world we've got two suites here with us that uh, that come here we've had Finnish kids and certainly have done well in the Canadian market over the years as well yeah, you know and, and for you I mean not being too far away from Canada it seems like obviously a great approach and the talent up there as you know, is fantastic. So what's that been like for you to, you know, go up and maybe recruit, you know, your stomping grounds or recruit areas around that? Uh, what's what's that been like, you know, in, in to to be a coach that can kind of, you know, go back to go back to your roots and try and find players maybe around the area? Yeah, I think there's, you know, those relationships you have is when I played, you know, junior hockey 25 years ago at the Oldfield Blades, and, and you remind the Oldfield Blades of that. Speaking here with Gary Heenan, Utica College Pioneers men's hockey head coach this morning on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora inside of the Charney's menswear and tuxedo studios. I know that you spoke about a bunch of different things and obviously winning and, you know, that helps you and what the school has been able to do, you know, scholastically and whatnot. But for you, I mean, when, when you're out there selling, what's 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 kind of your message? I mean, I don't want you to give away any secret sauce here, Gary, because I want them to keep coming to Utica. But, you know, what's what what's the conversation when you are going up into Canada, when you're going across the country? Like when you said somebody growing up on a beach and then they want to come play at Utica College. I mean, it, there are hurdles that you have to jump when you're a D3 school. And, and at the same time, you know, there's hurdles that you have to jump with our weather and the fact that, you know, we get snow half the year or five months out of the year. And whatnot. So, how do you how do you sell it? What are what are some of those key things that you really feel like uh, have been working for you to get these players to really believe in your vision in Utica? Yeah, I think it's uh, it's, it's pretty a simple formula for us. You're going to have a great private school education, and you're going to do it playing in front of the number one fan base in college hockey. You're going to 
an unbelievable building where we compete for championships every single year, and we'll give you the opportunity to play a level of pro hockey uh, when you've got that piece of paper in your hand, or you lean on that degree and get get a great job at a you know a management level. Um, but when we do bring a student athlete and their family to the Utica Auditorium, the Adirondack Bank Center, um, it, it's icing on the cake. You know, when they, when they do have over 3,000 watching, watching a hockey in there, it's electric. And uh, who they're comparing us to, you know, that's why I think we do get the better student athletes. You know, at our level, there are still teams, or a lot of teams that play in little community centers with seats on one side with, with literally 100 to 200 people watching that are all family members. So we blow them away with, with the entertainment product. You couple that with the education product, and it's a pretty good one-two punch. And for you, Gary, when when you're doing that, you're putting that all together and you're packaging that up. For you, recruiting uh, through coronavirus and everything that's that's gone on, how have you navigated the interesting world that we have literally never been in? And I, I tell people this, uh, I, I've said it for the last couple months, that you know, coronavirus really showed us something that we don't usually get to have as a world where we're going through the exact same thing at the exact same time, no matter how much money we have, where we come from, what country we're in, what nationality, what religion, what politics, what anything, we're all going through it at the same time. How have you navigated that, and have you leaned on the virtual tour type of thing and Zoom chats and whatnot? What have you done to continue to keep your face out there and keep Utica out in the front runner, you know, at, at the front of everything? Yeah, it's, it's you're, you're spot on with, with, with every vehicle you suggest. Is, uh, it's 100% been, been web-based, if you will. It's virtual tours. Um, it, it's it's web meetings. It's, it's virtual meetings with the family and young man. And you get one chance. You know, so our, our text message, the initial reach out to these guys, has a has a video snippet to it. You know, and we're lucky enough to be uh, featured on on ESPN. Scott Van Pelt show this year with, with being number one in the nation and, and the attendance numbers. And, um, so we've got those little, you know, those little grabs, those little hooks that we send out first. And once we get that response, you know, then it just kind of funnels from there. So uh, you, you've got to grab them. It's a bit different. It's different. You know, we like to, we like to get in front of, of, we like old school still being face to face and shaking the hand and, and giving mom a hug and, and let her know our son's going to be fine up here for four years. But uh, yeah. it's been different. Um, you know, I think it's leveled the playing field for a lot of schools that, that don't have the, that on the bank center. You know, that can sell them a different way. Uh, but uh, we really like our class. We only graduated four, and now uh, we're excited for the year ahead. You know, and, and Corona obviously affected Utica College, affected your men's hockey team directly. You had gone to the UCHC tournament, uh, defeated Nazareth uh, in two games and Wilkes in two games, and then the NCAA tournament was next up on March 21st, and there was, you know, obviously everything that, that happened in early March. How did you discuss that with your team? How did you navigate through that? Because you're a coach who, who was standing in front of a group that was 25-2-2. Two and two. You had almost a 90% winning percentage this season and you know in conference play 86.1% winning percentage you were on a 20 game winning streak I mean this I mean I know it it hurt everybody but that's got to really you know I'm sure you felt that on the the way that the season was going that how you guys were were kind of just running through everything and were set up to make a run in the NCAA tournament and then the world stopped so how did you handle it yeah it was uh it was tough I mean there's 
you only have a couple of those years and hopefully we have a couple more of course where you feel like world beaters nobody can beat you and and you just have that mojo in your room and uh, and that's how we felt like we just in a 20 game win streak it doesn't happen in hockey right it just doesn't happen um so there were steps to it um i mean they told us hey you're gonna play but the fans aren't gonna be there um so there was a you know you were able to talk to the team about that and then a couple of days later, they you know they decided to halt the entire uh, championship, and, and we were poised to host the quarterfinal at home. So it, it was a major letdown. It was certainly the best we've ever done as a, as a program, and being and healthy, um, and, and some special special players. Uh, so it, it's been tough. It's been tough on the guys. Um, you know, all we can do as a coach, you mentioned, is, is motivate them to move forward. And, and uh, play for those four guys that, that get the opportunity to share for graduating and, and try and continue this 20-game win streak. And we do have a good team, and we've attracted a good four guys to replace those guys, and, and we're excited moving forward. And, and beyond that, uh, speaking here with Gary Heenan, Gary, before I let you go this morning here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora inside of the Charney's Menswear and Tuxedo, Studios on 3150 Erie Boulevard East in Syracuse, New York. Uh, Gary here with us, Utica College Pioneers men's hockey head coach. Outside of everything that happened with coronavirus, we have also been dealing with, uh, for over 400 years at this point, uh, racial injustice, but it it hit a new mark. I don't want to say a new mark, but it, it, hit a, it, hit, it hit a boiling point. It hit a moment in history where everybody said enough is enough. And, you know, I know you've had to kind of Zoom chat and talk about it as a college up in Utica, but how have you kind of, how have you taken everything? How have you handled uh, everything? And, and what are you trying to do? Because you're, you're coming from a standpoint of being a leader. You are, you are uh, the leader of your program. You are a teacher in your program. You know, you, you might be an uncle. You might be Uncle Gary. You might be like a, a father figure to them. You might be like an older brother to them. But in some way, shape, or form, you have a lot of effect on the youth of today. So what... What have you taken from what's gone on in the world, and, and what's kind of been maybe your message to your players and, and your message to the community as far as where you want to see things go? Yeah, I, I mean, you're absolutely right. And it's, uh, you know, it's uh, the George Floyd, it's been online here, similar to, to Rodney King, that, that we're not there yet as, as, a, as a country. Um, that there's, there's a lot of work still to be done. Utica um, College is a very diverse place. Um, certainly, there's there's no room for racism in, in our hockey program, and we speak to that. It's nice to see at a national hockey level a lot of guys step up uh, and speak to that in a sport that is a privileged sport that there is not a lot of diversity. Um, you know, so it's uh, you're right. You know, I'm, I'm a father to a nine and eleven year old. You know, we, we've got to speak to these things, and, and on our call, we challenged our group as as leaders in this community. Um, as winners in this community, you just say, hey guys, you know, when you're when you're in a circle of friends or, or just other people, um, and, and, the, and the jokes might go in a distasteful way, you know, what, what's your reaction to that? You know, are you laughing? Are you not laughing? But more so, can we now say, hey, we're not going to do that here and be the leaders there? So we've got work to do. We're, we're excited to get to work on that. Um, you know, we. We have a uh, Dr. Baird that just joined our, our school, and, and he was the one leading the, the discussion. And, and he said, uh, "All of us are the uh, are, are are the recipe, you know, to, to kill the, the racism virus." And so, uh, you know, it, it's a choice. We talked about love and respect is a choice, and, and, and a 
comes down to each individual to uh, to go down that path and make those right choices. So we're excited to do our part and, and, and hopefully lend a hand on, on be a better place here in the Utica area. Yeah, coming from Gary Heenan this morning uh, from Utica, Utica College Pioneers men's ice hockey head coach. Gary, before I let you go, a final piece here. Uh, I, I allow something called rapid fire on my show. I know you're probably not used to this, especially going into your 20th season. You're a coach, so you're used to being interviewed. You're used to being on the podium. You're used to constantly having questions hurled at you. Well, I'm going to flip the script if you're okay with it. And I'm going, to, I'm going to allow you the opportunity to be the interviewer for the final portion of our conversation. You can ask me, and this is, I have no idea what Gary's going to say. This is in the moment. You can ask me four questions. Any four questions in the world can be yours. So I'm going to give you that opportunity. I don't know if you'll ever get it again, Gary. So if you, <laughs> if you want to be the interviewer, it's now your time to go. And you can start off with the first question whenever you're ready. Okay, awesome. What is uh, the first concert? first concert i ever went to oh man it's probably gonna make some people laugh i was 14 and i went to see backstreet boys with my best friend and and the thing that's the thing that's funny is like you know people back in high school oh yeah you know we don't like any i was like everybody had the cds in their car they all did you know but uh my my when i saw my favorite it was uh, when I saw Journey was was the first uh, time where I really got to see like one of my favorite groups, and I have a lot of respect for Backstreet Boys. I'm not gonna deny that deny that at all. And I got to see Boys to Men down in Florida when I was working at Epcot. So uh, I would say you know those were some great moments. But yeah, my first one was 14 years old, and it was uh, it was Backstreet. Okay, if you're choose any country in the world to visit, which which one would you like to visit? If I could visit any country, well, I would say, um, you know, I'm big on, and everybody that uh, that listens here knows that I do not hide my heritage by any stretch of the imagination. Talk about it all the time. So I'm Italian, I'm Hispanic, uh, family from Spain, and uh, I'm also. Uh, we could be. We found out from 23andMe or whatever that was that uh, down in down in Italy, because it's so close to Africa and the Sudan, that we intermingled there. So we may have some family in Sudan. So I would like to go see wherever my family is. And I know that I have family in Spain because they actually watch and connect with the show here on Facebook. And uh, you know, and there, and our name is is obviously uh, in Italy. So I would like to, I'd like to go visit family. I'd really like to see where we came from and try to make connections back to those places. That's awesome. What uh, you know, we're, we're pretty connected to our TVs right now because we're stuck inside a lot. So what what TV show can't you miss each week? Uh, what TV show can't I miss <laughs> each week? I, I would say I've been watching a lot of Netflix, and I'm a huge. I'm a huge uh, New Girl and Schitt's Creek fan, so I watch. Uh, I've watched New Girl before, most of them, uh, but it's a fantastic show. It's funny. Reminds me of my friends and uh, dating and whatnot. Just funny stuff. And then uh, Schitt's Creek is just a really phenomenal show that that Dan Levy and Eugene Levy put together, and uh, just did a, a great, great job with that. Actually, a show that's based out of Canada, so uh, pretty cool. And and I would say. Uh, besides that, I'm trying to think. A show that was on TV that I was watching every week would have to be. Oh, and Stacy said, "Dan, what's up? How you doing, Stacy?" So uh, I would say um, the show that that I couldn't miss or didn't want to miss every week that was actually on week to week was The Voice. I I, I never watched The Voice before, but I've I've sang all my life, and I kept hearing, "You got to watch The Voice. You got to watch it." And the singers on The Voice, with no offense to American Idol, 
uh, the voice had tremendous like people that would make you cry listening to their music so uh the voice with the voice i mean it's just it was just really really and they had james taylor as the as the special guest this season and i've listened to james taylor my whole life my mom sang jim james taylor songs in the house when i was growing up so i uh i would have to say the voice was one that i dedicated to each week but a lot of what i do because i like you i'm kind of always doing something i i watch a lot on demand so uh usually my my time is is on demand or netflix or something like that but i would probably have to say the voice if i had to pick one that was on tv awesome and then so i got one more here we, yep. we are beautiful to the number one 15k road rates the boilermaker every year. yeah so one if you were asked if you were asked to run 9.3 miles this week in that race could you complete it and if you could what would be your average mile time I don't know what my mile time would be, to be completely honest, but I think it's fantastic, Gary, that you asked the question, and that is because yesterday I hit 50 straight days of 10,000 steps, which is, uh, which is a, little, a, little, a little over five miles a day, and I have gone 10 miles a day, 11 miles a day uh, throughout this process. I actually, and you'll appreciate this too, I, uh, at the 40 day mark, I did a 40 days and 40 nights and 40, my 40 day mark, I had hit over 600,000 steps, which was the equivalent of a little over 240 miles, which, which is the, which equals out me going from here to Toronto. So I thought that was pretty cool, uh, to, to do that. Cause Toronto, I love my Raptors and I love the city and Syracuse obviously is my hometown. I love it here. So, you know, yeah, in 40 days I, I did the equivalent of going up to Toronto and so I would say that I could finish it, which I never thought I'd say before in my life. But, you know, going five to seven miles a day and then sometimes over 10 or 11, I would do it. I don't know what my time would be, but, you know, for the first time in my life, Gary, I think I can actually answer that question. Yes, which is awesome. Yeah, good for you, man. That's awesome. So that coming from Gary Heenan here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, Utica College Pioneers men's hockey head coach. Uh, Gary, I appreciate it. So much. Uh, first and foremost, I want to say thank you on behalf of Utica and Upstate New York for for being so willing to start the program and build it from the ground up. I, I mean, you're obviously synonymous with the program, and I don't know how they could even envision it without you, which has got to be a beautiful thing. But thank you for what you did for the school. Thank you for the team. Thank you for what you've done in attendance and in leading the nation not just uh, our region or anything like that, but the entire nation. And for the hard work you put in, if we don't say it enough, I want to tell you thank you because I know when you're working like you are, you get caught up in it and you're just on to the next project day after day. So I want to take a second here to really just applaud you and say thank you for everything you've done for Utica. Awesome talking to you, Dan, and I look forward to it again, maybe hopefully someone in, uh, in studio this year. Yeah, it'd be great to sit down with you and, and have some fun here, Gary. So hopefully we won't have to all look like Bane or Shredder when we do it. So it'd be, it'd be, nice, it'd be nice to take the mask off and relax. But I, I appreciate it so very much, and I'd love to have you back on. Great. Have a great day, everybody. All right, take care. That coming from uh, Gary Heenan once again here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, the head coach of your Utica College Pioneers men's ice hockey team. Big shout out to Gary. That was uh, that was a lot of fun, and uh, really great. And I think you know, I think it's great selfishly for me because you know he comes from <clears throat> right around the Toronto area, and you know I love my Raptors, 
And, you know, I mean, I got, hold on one second, I'll prove it. <laughs> so, I actually have, uh, I have BB-8, because I am a, I, I never grew up a Star Wars fan, but I like Star Wars now. So, BB-8 actually holds this in the studio. We the North, which you know is the rally cry for the Toronto Raptors, which was started a few years ago, which is fantastic because We the North has been such a, you know, you, you got to find things that kind that stick, right? You know, you got to find you got to find things that just work. And you know, as we were talking to Gary, you know, about packages that they do for their for their team, and and you know, getting you the tickets and the partnerships that they do, and just get, getting the fans involved and doing things at the games, you have to find something that sticks. And we, the North, just stuck. And I think it's fantastic. And I love it. And I think it's awesome. And I just, I have so much Raptors gear. It's insane. I don't have Raptors shoes yet, but I did look them up online and I may buy some. So, because I haven't done what a lot of people did during coronavirus, which is spend money online. I didn't really do that. And so now I feel like I kind of, um, you know, maybe it's time to just, you know, do something nice for Daniel. Uh, today today you know maybe find something on there that i could get for myself i got my buddy evan something awesome for his birthday which i'm ecstatic about him getting but i i'm thinking you know maybe i want to just you know do something something toronto-esque so you know i need to deck myself out in championship gear is what i need to do but really cool talking with gary coming from up in canada and his connection to toronto for me like i said that was awesome and on top of that, you know, starting a program is just so amazing and intense. And, you know, my dad said to me a long, long time ago <clears throat> when I was in college, he said to he said to me there was a group that that I could have started and or I could have taken something over. And we were I was looking through you had to pick three things you wanted to do for like campus ministry. And <clears throat> and one of the one of the groups that I was looking at, I was like, well, you know, dad, I heard that they're really not like doing that well. And, you know, it's just, uh, it, it's a program that it just doesn't seem like it's doing good. Like it might get canceled or something like that. And my dad said to me, he said, listen, cause I couldn't figure out what I wanted to do. I think I had like eight and I had to choose three. And my dad said, he goes, you can do whatever you want to do. And I'm sure you could take something, a house that's already built, and I'm sure you can continue to bring it on to, to, to new heights and it can continue to do well. But the son that I raised is capable of taking something from the ground up from the rubble and rebuilding it or building it for the first time. And when my dad said that to me, that really hit me because I believe that. And obviously Gary believed that in himself and he believed that he could take something from the ground up that didn't exist that was right out of thin air that you had to kind of mold and create into something and then put it out there into the world. And now 20 years later, look at it. Number one attendance in NCAA Division Three men's hockey in the entire country. Not here in New York, not up and down the East Coast, not, you know, regionally or whatever it may be or conference wise, but the entire nation for Division Three which is so fantastic and so awesome. And it speaks volumes to what Gary's been doing and their record and everything that they've done and their success and constantly competing for championships and, and opportunities to expand their season. And this season that was cut short, 25-2-2 and on the season and on a 20-game winning streak, which is incredible. So for me, I just, you know, I'm so grateful for people like Gary and in general, in the world, you know, the men, women, and children that are willing to do something that is really difficult. Do something that doesn't have a blueprint. Do something that, 
you know, is is not it's not already set up for you. There's no game plan. Like you have to build it. There's buying a house and there's building a house and building out that blueprint and measuring everything and and then actually seeing the house afterwards. And 20 years later, it's like he's living in a mansion. You know what I mean? And so uh, very happy for you, Gary. Uh, very proud of the work you've done and your your staff and your team and everybody that's involved in Utica College in general. And shout out to Utica for everything that you have. Utica Greens, oh my God. You know, if, if we didn't have Utica, we wouldn't have Utica Greens, and that would have been a problem with Italian families. And, you know, we, we also wouldn't have been celebrating chicken riggies like we do. So, you know, the food is great. I go out to Utica, uh, went out there with uh, with my mom during coronavirus. Uh, mom and I have kind of taken some trips, you know what I mean? And, and uh, you know, I, I love my mom. A lot of my friends are dispersed all over the country, and so, um, you know, I mean, even if they were here, I'd still spend time with my mom because she's awesome. And I did that with my grandma. You know, we took adventures and I love those moments. So I do that with my mom. And we went out to Utica a few times during coronavirus just to get some food, to get some local, you know, local desserts and and local, you know, pastas and dishes and whatnot and sauce. So uh, very much appreciate uh, the the beautiful, beautiful uh, Utica region. And everything that they do. So shout out to the college and shout out to everybody out there. And shout out to Gary again. I would love to have you back. I love that he said, I'd love to sit in studio. Heck yeah, let's do it. You know what I mean? Like it's one thing to have you back on the show, but there's something about the element of being able to sit together and play off each other that's really fun. So uh, thank you to Gary for all that you do and a big, big time blessings to you. 